curator and uh, this is Motadzi Mozuile who is the curator of the awesome 50 annual list um, and and he's also an entrepreneur and an LGBTI activist. Good afternoon and welcome Motadzi. Hi Chris Alba, thank you for having me. So let's talk about uh, why the awesome 50. So what inspired the list was basically an understanding that uh, there are a lot of Turkey people across the continent who are doing amazing work, but are not necessarily recognized, and their names are not spoken out loud enough. Mm-hmm. So there aren't necessarily that many platforms that actually say, we see the work that you're doing, whether it's in Kailita or it's in uh, Kigali or it's in Botswana or wherever the case may be. So the idea was to basically start celebrating those people across the continent and the amazing work that they do. So in which areas are you focusing on? So, I mean, this is our first year with the list. So this is the first list. But then the grand idea is for this to be a Pan-African list that literally focuses on everyone across the continent. Mm-hmm. This year we've got some people from Nigeria, we've got people from Ghana, we've got people from Uganda, Kenya, and a lot of the southern countries, Botswana, uh, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, and Alaska are represented on the list. But then the grand idea as the list grows, and obviously as more people know about it and we have access to more people and more people are comfortable with their name being attached to the list and being shared in, in such public platforms, we're hoping that we can have representation across the continent. Have you had instances where you nominate or you even call a person asking to nominate them and they choose not to be mentioned? Yes, we have, actually. <laughs> and coincidentally enough, or oh, funny enough, in fact, uh, one of those people was a South African personality, and obviously I cannot mention. Yeah, but yeah. Then we have had some people who, you know, once we informed them that your name has been shortlisted to be included in this list, and they said, unfortunately, I cannot uh, accept my uh, inclusion in that list. Um, and we accept that and yeah. then we move on obviously because there are a lot of people and I'm uh, sure that, that doesn't take away from the work that they do that made you not, not actually all, recognize all, them all, because we understand the kind of environment and I think that also speaks to why we need a platform like this mm. we understand the kind of given environment that people come from so we understand why some people might continue doing the work that they do but then at this particular moment they might say I don't necessarily feel comfortable uh, yeah. because of where I am and the work that I'm doing or the area in which I live for my name to be on that list, which they understood as well, that it's going to reach a point where it's at such a public, uh, public level. Now, the rights of LGBTIQ communities across Africa have come under threat in, in recent years. Um, an initiative like this, what does it do um, to the, the struggle of uh, LGBTI communities? I think it does two things. Firstly, it says to people there are certain people who are doing work to address those particular challenges that are faced by LGBTI people. But then on the end, it also then 
highlights what work and then informs other people who might be consuming this list, as you put it out there, to then say, if you are, say, for instance, in Uganda, you now know that there's someone in Uganda who's doing certain work that could assist you as an LGBTIQ person who's struggling with either accessing services or being abused by, you know, legal authorities, and therefore you know who to look at or who to look for in order for you to get assistance. But I think at a very nice level for us as, as, as people across the continent, it also says to us that we now have partners that we can turn to in different parts of the continent where we can seek assistance. We have a lot of people who are LGBT who are moving across the, uh, the continent because environments where they are from might not necessarily be accommodating for them to be themselves, to be who they want to be, who mm. they were born to be, and therefore they need to move to other places to seek asylum and therefore live the kind of life that they'd like to live and therefore seeing people on this list then says to them, if I go on Facebook, if I go on Google, I might find this person and they might be able to assist me to move and therefore be able to live my truth. So why is it important um, for us to continue uh, highlighting the struggles of uh, uh, LGBTI communities uh, in this day and age? Look, we live in a time where, sadly, uh, there still is a lot of oppression of LGBTI people, LGBTI identities, especially, you know, I think we've achieved quite a lot when it comes to the protection of gay men, particularly. But then when you look at the lives of lesbian women, they are still arrested, especially in, you know, in one particular case in South Africa. When you look at the lives of transgender women, those are still under threat. So it continues, it continues to be important for us to fight for the equality of all people, irrespective of how they identify within the LGBTI flag or across society with our different identities, because ultimately human rights are for everyone. Mm. So we cannot say that we are fighting for human rights but then exclude certain people or deprive certain people of their protection and full, you know, enjoyment of certain of certain human rights. So if we are going to say we are prioritizing human rights, human rights should be for all humans, and LGBTI people are to be included in that fight. So what's going to happen um, to the list? Where is it going to be released and what does it mean to the individuals or the community? One, the list will be formally, officially published on its own site. It's going to be the Awesome 50, that's the Awesome50.Africa, so it's going to have its own domain where people can go and read more about the people that we've listed. So what currently is being distributed is just a list of names, but then once you have access to the full site, people get to actually read more about the work of the different people who are listed on there will are engaged in. What I need to add as well is that while the list is targeting LGBTI people, so the 50 are LGBTI people, People over and above the 50 LGBTI people, we've also, you know, uh, been privy to select an additional five allies. So these are non-LGBTI people whose work uh, assists the fight for the rights of LGBTI people. And the things that I hope the list gets to do is to then inspire other non-LGBTI people to actually start doing more in their different spaces. Uh, and I think what the list you know, seeks to do is to then do that, to mm-hmm. encourage people to do more, to then say to the people who are already doing quite a lot to say, well done, we see you, continue doing the more that you do, to say to the allies, here's some of the people that you can partner with who are doing work already that can align with the work that you're doing so that the work cannot necessarily be work being done in silos, but then work that we do as a collective. Sure. Because the benefits are then, you know, greater, they're more, you know, they're more impactful because all of us are invested in them, all of us are engaging in the work and we 
all get to enjoy the end result. And who are some of the uh, supporting partners um, that it's not a Mutlazi-inspired uh, list? So the list is currently being supported by Eva Pride, which is uh, Eva's uh, uh, LGBTI formation within the, the organization globally, so the African division. It's also being supported by the other foundation, which is a funding org- an LGBT funding organization that funds different initiatives across the continent. It's being, it's being supported through uh, other means by the South African LGBT Management Forum, whose work is basically around seeking equality for LGBT persons within different workspaces in corporate South Africa. Uh, so currently those are our existing supporters, and we hope that as the work goes on, some of our allies become allies who join uh, the call for this kind of uh, kind of work. And uh, some of the people who are in- interested in the work that we do obviously get to be partners in this as the list grows and as we move into the into the subsequent year. Are there any support uh, programs? This is unrelated, Matlazi, but it just got me thinking. Um, the first conversation we had earlier uh, was reflecting on um, President Donald Trump's proposal um, to ban uh, uh, transgender uh, marriages. And, and uh, you know, it got me thinking that as a parent, if you want to support your child, um, are there any resources, um, uh, organizations that assist parents in, in accepting uh, the children? Uh, because, you know, for many years and the people that I've been exposed to, people end up running away from home, seeking mm-hmm. um, a place of comfort where they can be accepted and they can just be themselves without judgment. Look, I mean, I know a particular organization called Paris and Friends of uh, Queer South Africans, which is focused on you know, the sensitization and rebuilding of relationships and the strength of relationships between uh, LGBT people and their families and their parents largely. Uh, and I think you can look that at its PSAC, uh, the Q at the end. Uh, it's run by a woman called Virginia Maguaza. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I also think happens is that a lot of LGBTI uh, organizations at community level engage themselves, not necessarily a formal endeavor for them to then say they are going to try and bridge the gap between, uh, you know, strange families and their LGBTI children. Yeah. But I think it's a work that they end up being in- engaged in because they're faced with those cases when a young person who's probably 16 or 15 or 18 says, I'm being, you know, I'm being a strange, I'm a strange to my family and I'm not being supported. So I need a place to stay to start with. Sure. I need food, I need to continue going to school and things like that, which we know happen. So I think some of the people in fact who are on the list are engaged in that work as a consequence of them running the LGBT organizations that they run in their different communities, not necessarily because it's a primary thing mm. that they sought to try and address, but then because people come up with those cases and then they find themselves having to then find solutions to those challenges. So I think if people go through the list, they will find different people doing work, especially at community level. I know, I mean, I can't necessarily go through the entire list. Yeah, no, no, no. Unfortunately, and time is not on our side anymore. Um, If I didn't know you better, I would say that you're trying to sound sexy. Um, I'm surprised (laughs) that that voice lasted until the end of the conversation. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Motlatsi. Thank you you very much. That's Motlatsi Motsuile, who is a curator, the curator of the awesome 50 annual list, which celebrates inspirational LGBTIQ Africans. And that's where we end uh, our conversation. uh, Conversations. (laughs) Someone uh, said there's a difference between conversations 
conversation and conversation. Um, yeah, <laughs> we hear you. Uh, coming up next is Sir Ernest Pele uh, with the home run. Um, but first, the news with Utile Saku. Lesejo Mangwanya Nibushokwa Matlosa, Phineas Ntoba and Vosan Marule. Thank you so much uh, to the team.